Yo, ho, ho, and a Merry Christmas to you, and welcome back to the Return to Play podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Navarra, and I'll just start out uh, with, before I introduce Danny, uh, my pretty epic weekend in Charlotte there with Sir Lance, who he and I had a, quite the degenerate weekend, little boys weekend, just he and I, and um, Ended up at the Steelers bar on Saturday and Sunday morning. And we, but Sunday morning was the the big day, uh, World Cup final on. We went back to the Steelers bar. He and I split like mm, half a liter of vodka between nine and nine and 10 a.m., basically getting to the bar and um, got to the bar and crazy World Cup. And Great time, great World Cup. We we had to, we got a lift, and it was taking too too long to pick us up. The dumb lift driver went right through downtown, past the freaking NFL stadium, to get to us on the opposite side of town. Like seven other ways he could have went, and he went to where the worst deadlock traffic is on Sunday morning. So, and it was a Tesla. I was fucking excited to be in the Tesla. That didn't happen. We scootered back to his apartment, which is across the street from the stadium, scootered back more vodka, watched extra time of the world cup. And then we're like, we, we have to leave right now or we're going to miss the Steelers game. And I said, this is the only game on earth that I am going to be late for a live Steelers game for. And we watched the uh, penalty kicks on my phone as we're walking into the stadium. And, and it was pretty cool. We were, a lot of people were watching my phone, waiting to get in the gate. And then, um, you know, walked right in. Got Didn't get to our seats until maybe three, four minutes into the first quarter. And... Great time. All the all Steelers fans there, se- at least 75% Steelers fans. You know, here we go, Steelers chance. Towels everywhere. They tried to do the graphic package of the Panther ripping up a Steelers flag on the uh, Jumbotron. And then, you know, Sir Purr, the mascot, had a Steelers flag all ripped up. They do that for every home game, but all the Steelers fans just stood up and got everyone got rowdy and the the place was rocking, but it was all Steelers fans. And I knew they weren't going to do that to a terrible towel. They, they wisely chose just a generic flag instead. Otherwise they would have been cursed. And so I, I still don't know what Marcus Allen did. Once I'm done, you can maybe fill, fill me in on what impact this made to a horrible beat. This was, Right before Boswell kicked the final field goal for the Steelers, we're up um, seven, I believe. Or no, we're up eight. We're up eight. 14 Land. at that point, I think. It was 21-7, right? At that point? When you got the unsportsmanlike? I was it that early? I'm talking about the last like three minutes of the game. Oh. When he got the unsportsmanlike the, on the fourth and 27... I'm pretty sure it was still 21-7 at that point. Okay, so this didn't impact the final score then. But directly. no, but but regardless, it was fourth and 27. They were punting, and I mean that you know that gave them a score and got them back into the game. 
Yeah, okay. Well, that didn't ha- matter for our bet because uh, with like three minutes left or so, we needed one more first down at about midfield to get into field goal range. We're up eight, and Lance and I bet Steelers minus eight and a half because I was like, we're getting this first down, Boswell field goal. They're gonna they're gonna try to score a touchdown, not get it game over. It was plus two seventy Steelers minus eight and a half with only needing those things to happen. So Lance and I max bet, uh, just dis- a disgusting bet. We get the first down. I think Naj ran for it or or something, and Boswell kicks the field. Lance and I are going bananas, and people, all the people start leaving. But the people directly around us are very confused because now we get now the Panthers come back down the field and what do they do on third third fucking down at about the 40 yard line with still like or with only like 40 seconds left in the game they kick a fucking field goal to only lose by 8 and it's like what the fuck are they doing you go for the touchdown first the touchdown's harder to get you were actually they actually drove down the field well there was another penalty on that play i think and then dj moore got like a 35 yard gain to get him past the halfway point then they got another quick first down or gain of 8 or something you're driving just keep going in for the touchdown panthers but no they fucked us so hard Kick the field goal. Lance and I are just just so pissed, so stunned. And and then the Panthers fans around us are just like, oh, what are you doing, man? And Lance and I are the only two Steelers fans walking out of that stadium grumpy. And that was my weekend in Charlotte. And then I had the Bucks in the 430 game. That was great. How was your weekend with fantasy? You lost to Lance. That's tough. I had a miserable, miserable weekend, and I will explain why. The first of all, so if you recall my last year fantasy fortunes, I was completely swept in the first round of the playoffs, which uh, happened again. I went zero and three in the playoffs, which is unbelievably frustrating. And all my teams went off, mind you. I happened to play the highest scoring team in each league, including Lance, who is just notoriously terrible at fantasy football. Um, it's I, I, Two of my leagues had Josh Allen and lost, which is incredibly frustrating. Um, so I have one. My 11-3 and three team is the only one alive, which inevitably will lose this weekend, and I will be even more angry. That was quite frustrating. I I made a I like it was like I like I didn't I didn't pay for fantasy football for several years because uh you know I would I would win win money overall across my, my numerous leagues and it's gonna be two years running of making zero dollars on fantasy if uh if this weekend goes south. So that's very frustrating. Uh, the World Cup, obviously, it was the uh, obviously I was rooting for France. The greatest game, the greatest game in general I've ever seen. It was phenomenal. Uh, Kylian Mbappe, just wow, what what he pulled off in the final, uh, what you know, fifteen 
17 minutes, whatever the time frame was of that game, and then uh, in the extra time. Obviously a very frustrating end result for me, but just a phenomenal game. So I guess uh, I guess I got that. It was at least an, such an incredible game to witness. Um, but obviously the ending was like a kick hard in the ball. <laughs> um, and, who, uh, who won Golden Boot? Uh, Mbappe won Golden Boot. First of all, let me bitch about... Our, uh, so Golden Boot is an undebatable award. It just goes to the highest scorer. So obviously, like that's Mbappe. Argentina swept the awards, which is fine. Like if you want to give Golden Messi got Golden Ball, that's fine. That's yeah, that's fine. That's that's right. Um, but uh, uh, Emilio Martinez winning the uh, the best goalkeeper. I don't think that was fair. I think uh, I I don't know how. Uh, I don't know, I'm going to butcher this name, Yassine Bono, Bono, uh, the Morocco goalkeeper. I don't know how the Morocco goalkeeper does not win the the best goalkeeper. That was just, um, I've, I've never seen a World Cup where the winning team just sweeps all the awards. So that was frustrating to me. I think Morocco not giving up a goal other than an own goal through the first five games, I think it was. Uh, Bono, Bono, Bono. I think Bono is how you say it. I don't know. I'm probably butchering that. I apologize. He plays for Sevilla in La Liga. Uh, just had a phenomenal, phenomenal campaign. And, you know, getting to the th- Morocco, getting to the third place game, the first team to make, the first African team to make it to the semis. Um, just didn't didn't sit right with me. D- gave up fewer goals and played a much much better tournament. The best young player award. It's called the uh, the Golden Boy. I think one. I think uh, uh, the U.S. had one of the statistically had one of the best midfields in the entire World Cup. And I think Eunice Musa, who played a phenomenal. World Cup and is now like being heavily targeted in this transfer window. I think he obviously he wasn't going to win it, but he wasn't even a piece of the conversation. I think he 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 deserved. I'm definitely biased, but I think he deserved a, a piece of the uh, conversation. But um, as far as the uh, who's the young kid from Croatia, the defender. Uh, this is riveting. Josko Gavardial, I I don't. Larturo Martinez from from Argentina won it. He did not deserve it over the Croatian dude who had a phenomenal tournament. So I think the awards, the the fact that Cro, that Argentina swept the awards was was annoying to me. Um, but obviously a fantastic tournament, rebounding from their initial disaster against Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is probably feeling pretty good about what they did, despite. Uh, how they finished off not not making it out of the group stage. But I digress. Um it was a rough weekend for me. The Steelers game, the dub, it was it, you didn't even get to witness it due to watching it in person, but on TV if you if you recall the goal line, the the fumble, it's just frustrating how someone can make so much money to be so stupid constantly. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know Mike Tomlin is notoriously horrible with his challenges, went like three years without winning a single one. But it's like 
the the field goal that made it a one score game. I think it was twenty one thirteen at the time. Before the like the game doesn't come down to a fifty yard Boswell kick. If you freaking like, how do you not like you, every single team in the league has a paid person who literally watches the replays and buzzes down and says you should challenge, you should not challenge, et cetera, et cetera, X Y Z. And there's a clear on the goal line. There's a clear fumble by uh, Foreman. A clear, like a clear fumble. Standing straight up immediately as he's contacted, the ball comes out. A clear recovery by Minka Fitzpatrick. Like a and a thousand percent, this is Pittsburgh ball. And Mike Tomlin just decides not to challenge, which hands Carolina three points. Which is like it's. I don't know how it's possible. So it was incredibly frustrating to watch. Like obviously in person, I know you were texting me about it, but like witnessing the replays and watching it on TV and watching them just stand around like an asshole and do nothing, like <laughs> it's so it was so incredibly. Because at that point you're like, okay, now it's a fucking one score game, and this is this is Pittsburgh. Like, the, the, like I know how this is gonna end. Like it, it was it was incredibly frustrating. So after a Steelers W, I was just so like that one play in general. I was just so mad about. It's unbelievable. So. It was just all around L's all weekend for me. I was in a very bad mood, but uh, we made it. It's all, I'm in. The, I'm in the Christmas spirit. I'm ready to uh, spread good joy. Uh, we haven't. We haven't even got. I, I've said a lot of angry things. We haven't even gotten to Franco Harris, so that's just incredibly frustrating. Um, unbelievable, horribly bad timing. Franco Harris, rest in peace. Just a generational dude. A fantastic dude. Um, Obviously, a Steelers icon, someone who is very active in the community. I do want to shout out uh, someone who was uh, unafraid to stand up to the angry mob and stand up for for what was true and what was right, and was vocal in uh, in supporting uh, Joe Paterno despite the uh, the outrage against him and kind of standing up for what you know what was factual and actually coming out of that that case. So uh, just a, just a stand up guy, stand up guy, very active in the community, very charitable. Just a tragic, tragic loss for the Pittsburgh community. Franco uh, getting his jersey retired Saturday during the game, the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. Just the worst timed death probably I've ever seen. Um, thankfully, he went peacefully. It sounds like, but um, just a just an icon, absolute icon who will who will be missed. Yeah, uh, I don't think anyone has a negative thing to say about Franco Harris, uh, Pennsylvania legend, Ita- Italian legend. You yeah, got, you got you got half that hookup with him. Yeah, 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 and just a good a good name for Italians too. Uh, exempt exempt. Um, shit. Uh, gold standard of a human being. <laughs> we'll go with that. Uh, rest in peace, Franco Harris. And you, we all know what I'm about to say, and that is the Pittsburgh Steelers cannot lose this game. This is, uh, <laughs> he can't die in vain. The it's, man can't die in vain. It's, it's an unlosable game. Like, you, you there's too much on the table. Like, just go win the game, um, eat a permani sandwich with extra capicola. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> not, nothing else to be said, I think, about him. Oh, well, I did have 
So who's the third football guy that is going to die uh, probably before the end of the year here? Because then now we've had Mike Leach, Franco Harris. Uh, people usually die in threes. Always happens in threes. So True. don't know. Uh, I don't want to put the, the juju on anybody. And no, I'm not saying it might be juju. Uh, Tom Brady is getting old. <sighs> I, I don't know why they went for two there at the end. Um, well, let's move on to the injury news. These these guys here, we got a lot of quarterback news and a big running back out. Obviously, you all know the running back, Jonathan Taylor, uh, out for the rest of the season, sprained ankle. And Saturday when I woke up, you know, Lance and I are looking at the the props and the fantasy and stuff. And I put in, um, I was like, oh, I'm keeping it simple, keeping it simple for this game. I do. I had the Colts. I was on the Colts plus four and a half, nailed it, or plus three and a half. Sorry, either way, either way they covered. And then I did Jonathan Taylor over 19 carries and over two catches. Uh, big fat L on that on that uh, fantasy parlay there. I did on the pick them. So sucked there, started out sucking. And then uh, that's all I have on Jonathan Taylor and the Colts. I, I really, that was another, you talk about a crazy sports weekend. I, I do, I unfathomable, un, unspeakable how the Colts lost that game. Uh, I, don't, I, I cannot comprehend it. All they had to do was, I don't know, get, 14 minutes time of possession, like one half. And then the other team's not scoring five touchdowns in, in 16 minutes, probably. So, you know, I, I, it's crazy. It's crazy. So you got anything on any of that or anything else you want to say before we just do these quarterbacks? Insane train wreck of a team. They're wise to, to shut their guy down. Um, but he'll be back a hundred percent next year. Not a not a serious long term thing. Just a precautionary. No, no nope. back. But just because of how that team is built and the situation that team is in, do you think Jonathan Taylor maybe only had one excellent season, and this kind of goes down in history as one of those guys? No, no. No, he's too talented of a guy, too. I mean, he still has over 3,800 yards through his first three seasons. I mean, he's a... Uh, he no. didn't tear anything. It was just a sprained ankle. So, right. really, he doesn't fall into the high-risk category. But his his position and, and age does put him in a medium-risk category, I'd say, for next year. But let's move on to... Quarterbacks, we have, of course, Jalen Hurts, Nick Sirianni with the fluff saying that he's built different and I would never rule him out for Sunday. Well, we're ruling him out for Sunday. That makes zero sense to play Hurts even if he was able to go. And that is because they have basically a three-game lead over the Vikings for the one seed. They have really no incentive to beat the Cowboys because they clinched the division and 
that that's basically it. There's they can they can rather play the next two weeks maybe without him and then play him maybe week eighteen if the Vikings do uh, kind of make it look like they can catch him and they and they still have to lose these next two two games which Gardner Minshew seems to always pull a game out of his hat. He's like a great one game quarterback with no tape on him. So I think that's the play. I think Gardner Minshew's a, a heating pad this week. I think he's a sneaky DFS play. And I would put I would I would uh, wait to bet the Eagles because once they do announce Gardner Minshew in that line will go the Cowboys will be an even heavier favorite. So what what do you got on that situation? I agree. I like the Gardner Minshew play. If you, uh, you know, if you need a quarterback, um, probably be cheap in DFS. Um, obviously, with some weapons surrounding him, hurts. It I, the Eagles have to lose out at this point to not be the one seed. So they're silly to play him if he's, you know, if he's anywhere near, not near a hundred percent. You know, this is a guy you want to obviously have healthy for your postseason run. So I expect him to be inactive this week, which is incredibly frustrating because the uh, late rally of points cost me a lot of money last week. So uh, Jalen Hurts, what the hell, bro? You're a tough guy to root against, though. So uh hope you get back soon. I concur. I have next Ryan Tannehill likely out for the season per the Tennessee Titans with an ankle sprain. I think the Titans, which I called on a pod a few weeks ago when I picked the Jags against them plus three and a half, I said this is just the the Titans are cliff diving right here. And it sure seems like they have a close loss to the Chargers, but it never really felt like they were going to win that game or steal it. Even when it was tied, it just did kind of have that feel to it. So I think the, you know, I think uh, Derrick Henry's kind of lost his December fastball or, you know, it's just not working because teams are a little better equipped to, to prepare for him because they have no threat with the passing game of Tennessee. And then the defense is mediocre at best really. And now we'll see what Malik Willis can do then with three weeks left. And he's already played a couple halves. So it'd be real interesting to, to see how he develops and kind of responds to this call to arms and I do think, though, that we, we picked the right guy with Kenny over Malik. But that's still yet to be – that story's yet to unfold completely. Speaking of Kenny Pickett, I'll just go straight into him. Uh, lost my rookie and sophomore uh, best ball. I was in the quarterfinals. I missed qualifying to the next round by two points. Because I had Davis Mills and Kenny Pickett. Obviously, Kenny Pickett did not play. And then Jamar Chase dropped like two deep balls too in that game. And Jamar Chase, anybody could have caught me, obviously. Two more freaking points. And and I'd be in the semifinals right now with like a red hot team. Uh tough. That's a that's a gut punch. That's a ball kick. But Kenny's back this week to play in the 
immaculate reception anniversary game Saturday night football uh, should be interesting game, obviously. But the Raiders defense, very weak pass defense. This is a test for Kenny Pickett. Like, this is a squad that you should prove that you're better than at this point in your rookie season. If you're going to be the guy, you got to at least look good against the shit defense that you're about to play. What, what do you got? Um, As far as Kenny, obviously, he's definitely shown lots of improvement over the past couple of weeks, not making the turnovers. Um, but the fact that, you know, you have your second concussion within a span of, of under two months, it's absolutely asinine for Pittsburgh to be throwing him back out there, in my humble opinion. Uh, if this guy's, you know, who you think your franchise QB is, um, just doing what stupid franchises do to put him back out there in the fray to get hit again, uh, you know, a meaningless game. Uh, ESPN's FPI is giving Pittsburgh a 0.1% chance at the playoffs. Even if they win their final three, they need lots of lots of help just to get to the seventh seed where they're not going to beat Buffalo or Kansas City or whoever regardless. So risking risking Kenny getting a third concussion in a in a couple months span is uh, pretty silly. Um, frustrating to witness. Don't see any reason why he should be playing the remainder of the year, similar to how Matt Stafford is shut down in L.A. Um, and Matt Stafford's not even your your young guy who you're worried about his longevity. Matt Stafford's a, a vet who's been doing it for a while. So um, kind of a, a silly situation. Tannehill, tough as nails, uh, looked really bad. Can't believe he came back and finished the game. Uh, Season-ending surgery for a, for a high ankle sprain. Uh, just... Uh, Props to, to Ryan Tannehill for finishing that game because it looked bad and turns out that it was bad. Looks like he's going to need a tightrope surgery and that'll keep him keep him sidelined with the possibility of making it back for playoffs. But this Titans team doesn't look like any anybody that's going to make a deep playoff run. Looks like without Tanny, they might be in trouble of uh, not even winning the division with uh, how hot Jacksonville looks. So might we might get a, a Week 18 Jacksonville, Tennessee showdown for the division, which would be uh, wild considering how Jacksonville started the year. Very, very well. And it just goes to show you, like, Doug Peterson is a good, competent NFL coach who took a very talented uh, young quarterback and, you know, developed an offense for him to succeed and it obviously took some adjustments, trial and error to get cooking, so to speak. That term's a little overused, but obviously it goes to, also goes to show how fucking terrible Urban Meyer was and and that, you know, your coach does make a big difference and that's probably why we talk about it so much because the the coaching staff is really everything uh, in my opinion. Uh, a good coaching staff can elevate the team or tank the team. The talent has less uh, volatility, I think, other than the quarterback position, obviously. But every other position, you could kind of put bodies in there at this level and and coach them up to succeed, at least get, you know, be competitive in every game. Look at the Lions. So 
It's amazing the contrast of college urban to NFL urban because I thought when they, I thought that was a fantastic hire, and especially like the offensive genius that he was at the college level, I thought would be great for for Trevor Lawrence's development and for you know a team with young weapons and uh, just just phenom- obviously Peterson's been a quarterback guru. I mean, you saw him making Wentz and Foles look like all pros. So obviously he's going to unlock the best of uh of you know Trevor Lawrence a guy who's just has all the potential in the world. So that was the perfect hire for Jacksonville, but man, what a disaster Urban Meyer was. It's crazy <laughs> to think about when you're when you're finger banging young co-eds in a bar though after a game, you know, you know, probably not the most focused coach at that point, but uh yeah. Rough rough uh, tenure for the for the Urban well, uh, fuck them. And really, college, a lot of that has to do, I think, with Urban was just one of the best recruiters in the country. And and yes, he was, you know, very good at uh, at, at being a leader of the that age group. But it's a whole lot different when you've got grown men who are all millionaires and don't want to don't want to be led by a dictator. You know, they want to have a, you want to have a say in how, and what you're in your job, you know, you want to be able to communicate back and forth. It should be a somewhat open relationship between the employer and the employee to, you know, create a nourishing work environment. That's my philosophy, I guess. And Urban Meyer, uh, does not share that philosophy whatsoever. It's what he says goes. And and with college kids, they don't really have the 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 maturity and the uh, and the money and the you know, the career yet. or the yeah, just the uh, stability of being able to you know speak out. Mm-hmm. I mean, his college resume does speak for itself, though. He was wildly successful at every level. He was BG, Utah, Florida, OSU, but. But yeah, just a definitely a blemish on his uh his resume a little bit. But I do I did say pre in the preseason pod both uh Jacksonville and Detroit I I said I you know I was I said over six and a half wins for those guys. I liked them to to have potential and sneak up on some people. And uh, Detroit seven and seven. Jacksonville needs one more win in their final three to to hit that. So looking looking pretty on those regards. All right, well, let's get into the segments. And before, just give me 30 seconds, heating pad, ice pack. Trace McSorley, the GOAT, making his first career start. What are your, uh, give me me a quick one on that. Home against Tampa Bay, home versus Tampa. Yeah, Tampa Bay's defense, pretty good. uh, But there's no tape on McSorley recently, obviously. Uh, I think I think uh, I think McSorley plays a decent game. I don't know about like uh, loses his mind game. I think uh, I think he can service them to maybe twenty four points. It's going to be my my Cardinals team total guess is twenty four points. Okay, I. I am legally obligated to say heating pad. I am going to go wild for this game. 
I, uh, you know, Sunday bought a McSorley night. jersey earlier this year for no reason. But wow. it turns out it was for this reason. I even I even texted you said, "Hey, got drunk, bought a McSorley jersey." I think. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is the moment we've been waiting for. A guy who's looked pretty uh pretty good, respectable in in relief um or in you know in his preseason moments. Last week came in just looked awful, just absolutely terrible. Um, through the two picks, just did not look good. Uh, filling in for hurt Colt McCoy. Broncos defense has been lights out all year, though, so we'll hope that's just a uh, the outlier and that uh, you know with a week of prep he can uh, be productive. I'm Tampa Bay's been struggling lately. You know he's I was got way some, off. He's got some got some healthy weapons. I I'm hoping. Uh, I'm well, let me excited. break down the, the the well. This is Tom Brady in the night game. Ha- doesn't particularly do well at nighttime uh even including last week with the 430 slot second half it's dark out and look what happened you lose a 17 point lead and don't score until garbage time last three minutes i was way off on the cardinals team total points would you like to to guess what the cardinals team total points is on fanduel this is the full game full game it's above 24 no. <laughs> oh, okay. I was gonna say the way you prefaced uh, that made it sound like your twenty-four was a low yeah, ball. No, no. Maybe uh maybe sixteen. Yeah, it's fifteen and a half. Cardinals oh. team total. Oh, oh, hammer the over. Hammer the over. Trace McSorley, throw it on a dime, whatever the rest of that song was, he's gonna lead them. If Trace McSorley does not score twenty points, I will I'll do something crazy. I will Freaking, I don't know, shotgun of Milwaukee's beast <laughs> while uh, while lighting a freaking cigar on my balls. I don't care. Trace McSorley's not losing this game. He's the GOAT. You got to, well, the snow will probably be gone by Sunday night, but I was going to say you'd have to trace Trace McSorley's name with your dick in the snow. I'll do it. I don't care. I don't give a <laughs> fuck. There's no, there's no chance. He's he's not and losing his first start. I I do like the Cardinals plus seven and a half just because it's you know Sunday night football. Cardinals defense is good enough to stop the not good Buccaneers offense. To you know I think they can hold the Buccaneers to twenty one points, twenty four points, which they're over under is twenty three and a half. Um, juice on the over, so you're getting plus money if you take under twenty three and a half bucks points. So I will, I will be be doing that. I will be doing Cardinals team total over, and uh, we'll probably give out Cardinals plus plus the points on Twitter picks. At oh, yeah, so that was that was our five minute rendition of a thirty second heating pad ice pack yeah. on Trace McSorley. But it's Christmas yeah. We Day broke and, down. We broke down the Sunday night game. He's gonna deliver. He's gonna deliver. And yeah, we're at 30, 36 Okay, so uh, now we got draw of the week. You know, after the World Cup, soccer takes no breaks. We're back with the English Cup. Uh, something. Car- Caraboa Cup, Carabao Cup. I don't no, know. it's the, the where'd it go? That's not even my draw of the week. It's uh, 
but it's the EFL Cup, English Football League oh. Cup. Man City versus Liverpool is the game. And uh, it seems to be the final because it is uh, – it's them to lift the cup is one of the, the bets. So, oh, no, to qualify to the next round. But it's going to go – it, there there has to be a winner, so you could take the 90-minute draw here. I don't hate that. I like that as like a unofficial pick. My official draw of the week is in Bundesliga. It's Bayern Munich at RB Leipzig. You know I like the Leipzig. They're going to play Munich tough. Munich's only minus 120 to win in, in regulation. The draw, however, is plus 310. That's three to one on the Munich Leipzig draw. Oh fuck! That's not until January twentieth. That is a month away. Put it in now, folks, and and this week take the EFL League League Cup game, Man City and Liverpool. Don't hate it. It seems like something that'll go to extra time. I do. We were. It's the EFL Cup currently is the Carabao Cup. It's the that's the apparently it's an energy drink, but that's who sponsors it. So we were we were speaking the same lingo there. I am, uh, so that's the last game of this round of the Carabao Cup, but I am just going straight Premier League action, which resumes Monday after Christmas. I like Newcastle and Leicester City, two teams that were hot uh, prior to the international break. Um, Newcastle, who's had a great season. Leicester, who is, uh, was in the basement and uh, finished with four wins to get out of that uh, relegation zone. But uh, I like I like him to to end in a draw there. Leicester sitting in the middle of the table, definitely a, a more talented team than they performed early in the season. Um, Newcastle, a team that uh, likes the draw, so why not? They, Newcastle has one loss on the year, eight wins, mm. six draws. Love the draw, so uh, seems like a good spot for a draw. I don't know what the odds are. Didn't look it up, but it's gonna hit one one. Newcastle Leicester. Yeah, I like that. And then that brings us to our next segment. What is that? Sounds, sounds like a perfect time for the LGBTQIA plus player of the week. We just talked about the uh, how much the Bucks stink. Uh, blew a huge lead. Didn't look good down the stretch. But that was in uh, to no fault of our current award winner. I gotta give it. I I sound like a broken record. Always going to my Penn State boy, but I gotta go Carl Nassib here. Um, Makes sense. Didn't didn't fill out the stat sheet. Uh, didn't uh, isn't even on the stat sheet, but has had a hell of a season. Um, he's 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 played he's played well. Uh, just uh. Didn't have a great game, I guess. He <laughs> literally didn't put up any stats, it appears. So, uh, Carl Nassib, you you uh, you played hard. Tough L. LGBTQIA Player of the Week. Carl Nassib. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to disagree with you there. I, I didn't see any other contestants or applicants on the field this past week, to my eye at least. Played... Played zero snaps. That's why he's not on the snap sheet. He was inactive. I don't know why Carl Nassib was inactive. LGBTQIA plus 
discrimination of the week. Carl Nassib should have been active. What what's going on, Tampa? Yeah, well, maybe they're trying to tank. Get get Tom the hell out of here. They're sick of him. Uh well, let's see here. That brings us to our greasy gambling picks. And I have another winning week here. I'm on a nice streak. I haven't had a losing week since week eight. And that uh, is uh, just as much a surprise to me as it is to you. But here we go again. I'll just start ripping them out. Obviously, I'm taking the Steelers minus two and a half. That's a no-brainer. Not making it my lock only because, spoiler alert, that's Danny's lock of the week. So I didn't want to double lock it. I will I will put it on just the regular sheet here. And then I will also take the Ravens minus seven and a half against the Falcons. Falcons are dead. Rookie quarterback Lamar's probably back this week. Ravens are playing lights out defense against Desmond Ritter in in Baltimore. Ravens do kind of blow some leads, but I just they're just in a different class than the the Falcons. And if they do not cover seven and a half, it'll be uh, a backdoor cover and it'll suck. But that's not going to happen. My lock of the week. Air Force, the Air Force, plus three and a half. They're in a bowl game. I need the name of it. A bowl game against a Baylor, the Baylor Bears. And this is just a sharp money pick. It's like a 30% swing, the bet slips to the money percentage. Everybody's on Air Force who's who's betting uh, large. And it makes no sense. Baylor Big 12 Air Force Service Academy. Uh, why are they why are they less than a touchdown um underdog? So give me Air Force plus three and a half. Yeah, the Air Force one scares me, but you talked about how the uh sharp money's on the uh the Falcons there, so can't argue with that. Looks like Nassib is battling a pectoral injury of sorts, is what I'm what I'm reading now. So ah. that might be why he was a was a late scratch. But my lock of the week, Steve touched on it. Steelers minus two and a half. You're at home, playing a bad team. Uh, you're playing a a hot weather team in the freezing temperature. Is going to be negative four at kickoff for that uh, Christmas Eve night game. No excuse for Pittsburgh to win. For for Pittsburgh not to win, um, you you can't you can't go out you can't have um, Franco Harris die on. Ironically, I talked about it earlier about his Penn State connections at the top of the show, but Franco Harris dies on Joe Pa's birthday, which is just a wild. Uh, coincidence of events i suppose joe pa who would be turning what would it be 96 96 96 wow wait yeah why can't i do math 94 <laughs> dude i i gotta retire joe pa would be turning 94 today no 96 
1926. He would be turning he would be turning 96. I just did terrible math, question myself. I've had too many beers. Joe Paul would be turning 96 today, phenomenally, which is the day Franco Harris uh, kicks the bucket. Uh, you have the you have all the Penn State connections. You have all the Steelers connections. Pittsburgh is winning this game in the freezing cold at Acrisure Stadium on the banks of the Allegheny. There's no reason to lose this game. Uh, Got to get it done. No excuses. My my next one, Cardinals plus seven and a half. Trace McSorley's not losing by eight points. Don't care. He's at home. He's gonna, you know, it's 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 the goat versus the other goat, and it's gonna be within eight points. And then I like the Titans minus three and a half. I don't care who the quarterback is. Houston's playing for nothing. They want the number one pick. Titans, uh, you got Derrick Henry. Houston has the worst run defense in the league. Titans should still control this game. I don't care. Minus three and a half. Titans. That's that's my picks. Didn't like the bowl slate. These bowl games are tough to pick. You know, I love the college games, but I had to go had to go all NFL this week. Back above uh, 500, finally. Back in the green, and I'm going to keep it rolling. Yeah, and then I guess we'll tell you Jimmy's picks because they are very profitable if you are fading them. And uh, Jimmy did have a winning week in week 13, but before that he had not had a winning week since week 7. So that's the exact opposite of how I'm doing. Jimmy is 19-23-2 on the season, 5-10 and 10 on his locks. Speaking of his locks, he is going with the dirty son of a bitch, Deshaun Watson, and the dirty son of a bitch, Cleveland Browns, minus two and a half against the New Orleans Saints in Cleveland. The over-under of that game is 32 and a half. So I, I don't know. I don't know why anyone would want to watch that game. Nick Chubb questionable, but probably will play and yeah i could care less about this game i guess to see if deshaun watson is still gonna suck but i feel like i know the answer to that he then moves on to the cincinnati Bengals minus three against at the new orleans patriot new the new england patriots that's a that's an interesting bet <laughs> uh so New Orleans, maybe the one of the most embarrassing losses in a single play in the history of sports, uh, other than the J.R. Smith turnover, although that didn't directly lose the game, so I guess that doesn't count. Oh, the but, Patriots, Patriots play was way worse, yeah. Yeah. So if you don't think Bill Belichick just motherfucked them inside and out and everybody has a prolapsed anus in that facility – I guess, again, uh, Bill Belichick is trying to probably be the most winningest coach of all time. He's still got like 30 to go. And more than that, he just doesn't want shit like that happening because that's the exact opposite of his persona as a coach. So I don't know. Bengals, they're still a little banged up, and they are – Coming off of a you know comeback victory at home, now they're on the road in New England. I don't like that one. I like the Pats. And then his last pick is the Green Bay Packers, plus three and a half. Who are the Packers playing? They are playing at the Dolphins. 
I don't like that pick either. Aaron Rodgers getting old, although he's going down to Miami. There's a lot of old people down there, but they go there to retire. And maybe the Dolphins will put him in retirement because the Packers would then be eliminated from the playoffs. So I also hate that pick. So although they're 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 a dog, they could lose in cover. But the the Dolphins looked very good against a very good Bills team Saturday night there, and and I think they have a lot of momentum, a lot more momentum than the Packers. But that does it for all of our greasy picks. And it's Christmas. It's Christmas is already here. The end of twenty twenty two is upon us. Danny, do you have any? Holiday wishes for the people. I uh, hope everyone has a holly jolly Christmas for sure. Um, I do want to. Uh, I, I don't like to shit on Jim's picks as much as Steve does, but I I don't like those picks. Steve, I do want to point out fourteen and four is Steve over the past six weeks, making it incredibly difficult to catch. Um, he's uh, he's got seven. Seven more wins than losses right now, making it uh, difficult to uh, to catch up to him. So I pretty much have to win out to have any hope of, of Steve not taking home the title this year. Although I'm closer in the locks. I'm only one game behind in the locks. But yeah. I hope that everyone stays. You're down south. You don't even, are, you coming, are you coming home for Christmas? I forgot what you said. You, you yep, are coming I'm driving, home a bit. Yeah, driving oh, back yeah. tomorrow. You're getting here just in time for the... It's going to be... Incredibly cold. Yeah. Um, to all our Midwest listeners. So uh stay safe out there. Um That's all I got. What a beautiful I mean, yeah. it's a beautiful, you know, Christmas is on a weekend. So yeah. you get, you know, you flex your you flex your paid holiday to the Monday, enjoy some football, got some bowl games, you got bunch of Christmas Eve games, a couple Christmas Day games. You're going to have some NBA, I'm sure, Premier League starting up. It's just a beautiful time. Beautiful time to reflect on your blessings and your family and uh, just uh, enjoy the, uh, you know, enjoy enjoy this beautiful life. And hey. uh, enjoy enjoy losing your money to our gambling. <laughs> well, I don't You use the word R loosely. <laughs> hey, I'm above 500, too. I saw you... You, you say you guys say when you say lose, we're only talking about Jimmy at this point. <laughs> and Lance went one and two, terrible. Lance, Chiefs. Lance was Lance was three and zero. Oh, Lance, first of all, Lance, I can't even I can't even talk about Lance because his his trash fantasy team just beat me in my own league, my pride and joy league last week. But Lance was three and zero oh last year. I will stick up for you, Lance. When you listen to this in like four weeks, probably because I just assume you listen to it late. I don't know why. Lance was but, talking uh, mad shit on you. Oh, uh, I know he was. I know. <laughs> I did. I I I was. I cannot believe he. I was waiting. I've like been like staring at my phone, waiting for Lance to text me. First of all, I outscored Lance by like two hundred points in the regular season, so he can ligma. That was. I can't help it that his team just happened to go off in the freaking wild card round. It's absolute bullshit. I know it. Um, Lance, I, he, and the thing is, the thing is, is this week he's playing the guy that has Jalen Hurts. So he's going to win again, which means I'm going to owe, I'm going to owe Lance money. Oh, he's playing Marshall. Marshall has Jalen Hurts and now he's, he, he's getting Marshall without Jalen Hurts. Lance is going to somehow get to the freaking champ. I've never had to pay Lance a dime in this fantasy football league. And it's going <laughs> to, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to like, 
crush every fiber of my being to have to Venmo him any amount of money that he's somehow earned in this fantasy football league. But Lance, props to you. You finally did it. You defied the odds. You're gonna you're gonna get a, a medal. But uh you know, yeah. Lance's Lance's four and two as a as a guest speaker on on the pod. Was yeah, a bad week that. for him, but last year he had the three and zero, the three and zero upset of the century. Lance, Lance hitting his gambling picks. What, what was his outcome? How'd you guys do with the casino? I only went to, I only stopped at the casino on the way up to him. Oh, uh, he didn't go with you. That's unfortunate. Smart, no, smart, it, smart on his end. I, uh, well, I lost all. Th- well, I, I cashed out my Thanksgiving bets. I took some of that and put in some teasers and parlays and lost all of those, but all of them only lost by one pick, including an eight-team teaser, and it was the Buccaneers going for fucking two extra points instead of just kicking the field, the extra point to go down 10 at the end of the garbage time there. That fucked me so hard. But then, you know, I had, like, I had Argentina, the Steelers, and the Ravens. Like, that, that was a 30-to-1 ticket. And uh, that was hard. That was a hard. That was a hard one to lose mid mid way through with the Ravens, and and then I forget the third one. So yeah, he didn't go, and then I I lost like uh, twenty bucks on on blackjack, but I played for like a half hour, and I didn't win a crock pot. They had like three hundred crock pots there. And you just had to swipe your card, you know, see if you're an instant winner. I was the only motherfucker not walking out with a crock pot in my hand. So, yeah, Lance, yeah. Lance had all these. The the people that beat me were all his like waiver wire pickups because his team was so bad and picked early in the waivers all year. And like it was like thir- it was at like three thirty, like the one o'clock games were closing. I was projected to win by like forty. It was it was an unreal bad beat. He had Jarek McKinnon, who the game goes into freaking overtime, and then he has like that long run in overtime, the game winning touchdown. So boom, that was like a billion points. He has AJ Dillon, who gets <laughs> the two freaking the vultures, the two touchdowns on Monday night. It was it was just it was just an ultimate bet. Brady had like the late touchdown. It was it was just bad news. It was bad. It was I was very angry. I was not happy. And it, it wasn't even that I lost. It was that I lost to Lance. Like that's just like <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was. I mean, I would have rather like you could have freaking right. Done, you could have done a lot of things to me that that I would have preferred more than more than that. Uh, yeah, well, I think that wraps it up. We did a full hour, of course. We said we we're going to keep it brief. <laughs> and make sure that, above all, you stay healthy this holiday, America.